reason. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Grow Pulling podcast every Monday night. We grace you with our beautiful faces and our lovely voices. My name is Jason Schultz with the Beer Money Pulling Team, joined by Charles Posh. He's joined by Dave Schultz, our special guest tonight, president of the Northwestern Ohio Tractor Pullers, also known as Bowling Green to the rest of the world. Mike Idle uh, from the great state of Missouri. Uh, Larry Richwine, he's, um, he's been around truck and tractor pulling for seven months now, he's kind of new to the sport, so we're going to just bring him along slowly and make sure we keep up with him. So, um, Dave, we asked Dave to come on tonight. They made, they made some changes to the campground policies, and many of you had reached out and said, "Hey, let's get Dave on. And let's have him explain it." But before before we put him, you know, put him on the pitchfork and roast him, let's talk about 2023 Bowling Green. And I want to talk about your behind the hook. Is that what you're calling behind the hook series you guys have going on, Dave? That is yeah, awesome. it's bad. Thank you. Thank you. It, it, it turned out, you know, we kind of want to give, you know, the fans a, a little background of what goes on to make these teams be able to get down the track at, you know, 300 feet plus. And, you know, we didn't know how well it was going to be. And so far it, it, the, it's been just unbelievable reviews on it and, you know, looking forward to 2024s coming out. We shot a bunch of video this year and the teams that, that we have, um, they were they were enthusiastic about it last year when we kind of asked them it was like no they they weren't real sure about it and now it's like you know we each one of them we asked they said oh my god yeah we're on so it was it was it was really good this year and can't wait to see what comes out they're in they're in production right now they're 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 fantastic well well produced tv quality like really what polling needs um i've seen a lot of that with what you guys have done with what full pull starting to do it's been really, really fun, Dave, to see that quality of video. You know, we have a lot of great um, people that will 
stand at the end of the track and make a video. But for us to show the behind the scenes, the stuff that you're doing with behind the hook, and then with uh, with what like I said, with what Full Pole's doing as well from Toma that I've seen, it's pretty awesome, Dave. It's really what really what polling deserves. It's nice to see our big premier events grabbing that, I guess that baton with you, Will Dave, and kind of running with it and saying, hey, we're going to take this thing to the next level. So kudos to you guys. So well, thank you, thank you, and you know, get the, we got to thank the teams because you know they're giving us access that most people don't get, you know, and, and we were worried about the, you know, the video crews being in the way and things like that. And they said, no, you know, they, they worked with them real well. Um, this year, if people didn't know, our teams are going to be um, Travis Schlaubaugh, the Theobalds and Joe Eater. I mean, just wow. super, super, super great. You know, I cannot wait to see, you know, Travis had a rough, rough, you know, weekend in Bowling Green. So, um, going to be interesting to see how his his turns out and everybody else had a great weekend uh, Travis, <coughs> Travis is beyond humble when things go well and when things don't go well yep and um and, he would have been and he biggest, doesn't yeah he doesn't throw things either that's good for cameras he doesn't throw things <laughs> some of the competitors throw you know wrenches small children small dogs I mean but uh well you know Charles but Travis doesn't throw things so shout out to uh built diesel mafia for the background tonight uh, Charles I'm, still, I'm still looking for a 12 millimeter wrench i launched over the house so just saying <laughs> <laughs> this is keith witt's american pride diesel super stock truck pulling at the big one uh, in bowling green ohio again if you're just joining us we're going to get into some of the campground stuff so dave we have a we have a very very passionate fan for bowling green william lumber uh he'll tell us his campsite here in a little bit but he, his, his YouTube channel is Mr. Pulltown Nut. Mm-hmm. So that's how serious yep. he is about it uh, that he takes that. So I think without further ado, I'm going to wrap up all my questions about wristbands and one comment upcoming. So here we go, William. We got the guy on here. So let's rock and roll on this. But again, if you have any questions about Bowling Green, um, any questions about the new campground policies. But Dave, kind of talk about what you guys rolled out with the campgrounds and, and why we went that way. Well, what we're doing is is basically you're, you're – the people that are in the campground are buying a, a, a weekend pass okay. and they're going to get a wristband that will get them into all five sessions and also gives them access to the campground. Uh, one of the things that we've had, you know, over the years has been people that have come stay in the campground, never come up to the show and the crowds are getting bigger. And the problem is we've had some, some issues that, we have to, you know, we, we need to limit the, the campground to the campers. And, you know, there are some people that are, have come in and have, have caused some issues. And so we're trying to, trying to limit it that, I mean, and, you know, we don't want to squelch the fun. And that's one of the things, you know, every one of the blue shirts, you know, the, the nine of us directors, we don't want to ruin the show, but we also have to make sure we protect the show. So that would be a tough decision. Then is that something you guys been thinking about for kind of a while, Dave, or how did this all shake out? It's, I mean, I've been on the board since 2017 and we've talked about different things, you know, you know, the, the vehicles, you know, this last year we limited it to one vehicle per campsite and there's still a lot of them, but it was to the point, you know, during the show up along the fence, you know, at the back, just as you're going into the, the actual fairgrounds, you know, it's two vehicles wide, people just go up and, and park. And so, you know, some of that is just space things that we've had to take a, look, a hard look at to make sure that we protect 
you know, what everybody takes possession of Bowling Green, we want to make sure we're the, the good stewards to make sure that we are doing the right thing for the event and for our fans, the pullers and all of our sponsors. What's your total number of campsites you have available out there? It's in the, the thousands, isn't it? It's 2,100 campsites. Okay. So 2,000 so campsites. So, and if, if they show if, up with a family of four, that's almost 10,000 people just reserved out there. Right. Right. And, that's you know, and, and there, there have been, there have been people that have bragged. There have been people that have bragged that, you know, they go, they go in the campground and they've never been to the show. And I keep telling them they got to come up there to see what the noise is all about. But, um, you know, it's not so much that it's the, the, the people that come there, they, they get out of control and, you know, they get hurt or something like that. You know, they're, they're bringing um, risk to the event and we don't, we, we don't want that. We want it to be the best thing we can for, for our, our true fans that are coming because of the, the sport of you know, truck and tractor pulling. Dave, has that been the biggest feedback you've been has been the wristbands this year versus that for the campgrounds? What's the biggest feedback you've seen? The quite honest with you, I've I've had more feedback about the us not having trailers than than the wristbands. And quite honest with you, I, I talked to you know Pam and Chris in the the office today. I said you know just before I go on tonight, I says you know how how are the reactions with the people? We had a board meeting last week, and they said overall it's a majority positive going, we knew something had to be done. They just weren't sure where we were going with it. And, you know, our fans have told us for years, you guys need to get a handle on this before something bad happens. And well, it's so, a zoo back there. And and yeah. the problem of it is to stop the trailer, they're going to say, well, I'm hauling my golf cart or UTV or whatever on the trailer, but they're not going to be allowed to hook it on the back and put a stripper pole on and a picnic table and haul 20 people mm-hmm. behind them. Uh, and, and I did see that you're going to have, you know, a number of seats on the vehicles, a number of the people on the vehicle, which yep. makes sense. But I mean, it's, it's going to be very hard to police, but it does need to be done. I, I can, and I met somebody a few years ago. I haven't been to the poll in 10 years. I said, but you're here. Well, I sell my tickets. People want to go to the poll. I just camp back here and drink beer with my buddies. We never go up there. That's a zoo up there. I said, no, the zoo's back here guys. But I mean, he bragged about it. So I yeah. mean, what they get? What they get? Four tickets per campsite? What they got? No, two, two. They get two, two tickets per campsite. Yeah, and okay. and then they can buy. They can buy more, which is not a problem. But it's just one of those. We we needed to do something before something bad happens, and you right. you hear of events getting ruined because bad things happen, and we want to be the good steward of this event. I mean, this oh. is coming up on fifty seven, and we we want to keep this thing rolling. So when they check in and get their campsite and, and actually are told, you know, okay, you can go in your campsite number 9,680, they'll get their armband signed the waiver then right then. Is that what the deal is? Yep. That's what the plan is. Yes. Well, there's some Canadian guys that come drink beer. will be hard to keep an armband on. Really should put like an ear tag, like on a cattle. <laughs> put, just put an ear tag in them and say, now this will do two things, gentlemen. This will yeah. keep the flies away and identify you as actually supposed to be here. If you want to remove it after the event, when you go home to Canada, then you can take it out. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just saying, I'm an idea guy, Dave. You knew that. Yeah. <laughs> but just go ka-chunk and put a hole in their ear. And put a 
cattle tag on them with a number. I'm just Jason, write that down. Anyway, but, yeah. Larry, yeah, Larry, let me repeat that again, Larry. I want to put that in my note for, for post wrap up for Dave. Yeah, just put a cattle tag on them. That it repels flies, and you can identify them. And they can't take it off and duct tape it to somebody else's arm, or I mean, you know. Again, thanks for joining us Monday night. Let's go polling uh, podcast. If anybody knows the score of the Packer Raider game, please type that into the comments. The last time I checked, the Packers were up three nothing. So that's good. That, we have Dave Schultz, president of Northwestern Ohio Tractor Pullers, just addressing, answering questions about the um, some of the new changes that are coming to Bowling Green, mostly to the campgrounds. There seems you know some ticket things, and then I wanted to um, let's hold on here. If tow rig. And Dave, if, if some of these questions you don't want to answer, or somebody's just being a pecker head, just say, Jason, let's not answer that one, okay? Is that fine? Right. Yep. Yeah, um, no problem. Because I, I I love all of our fans, even you pecker heads, so it's all good. <laughs> um, if, toad, if toad party rigs are banned, can people build a non-toad rig self-driven? For example, would the catter chiller still be okay? Yes, the catter chiller is still okay because it – you know, we, we prefer people in either golf carts, things like that, but the, it's the, it's the trailer part. We had people that, you know, were, were standing up on a trailer and, and they'd fall between the, the, the tow vehicle and the trailer itself. And some of the trailers were way wider than what the oh, tow yeah. vehicle. And so that causes issues, but yeah, it, it needs to be self-propelled. It needs to be self-driving and it needs to have a permanently mounted seat on it versus people just sit, sitting on the edge of a picnic table that's self-driving. You know, it needs to be somewhere where, you know, it's a, it's a secured seat. I mean, I, I've seen, I, I've personally seen people, you know, fall off of things and, um, you know, we've had some people ask about the razors. I talked to our security razors weren't as big of a problem as the trailers. So, but again, every year we try to look, we get done with the event. We start the very next day while we're cleaning up going, what do we need to do to improve the show? And the show, part of the show is what goes on in the campground. And that, and that's exactly the thing you just highlighted that, you know, the, the, the thing about the catter chiller is it's chill. It's going three miles an hour. Right. It's not hurting anybody. You're not coming in there with a, 300 horsepower side by side mm-hmm. with a turbo and a cooler strap to the back. You know, it's, it's, it's gotta be low key and something fun. Right. I saw one of the, the, the comments on, on social media going to, I'll just get rid of all the, you know, all the, all the driving vehicles and, and walk. Well, from the farthest section of the campground to the pulling tracks is over a mile. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and the other thing, somebody said they, that we had the courtesy carts out there. Um, we've had that, those the last probably four years. Those are actually Shriners. They do that for a, um, a donation. They do not charge us at all to do that. That is a, strictly a donation to the Shriners that go to the, the, um, the Shriners hospitals. And so, you know, th- those those guys love coming out and, and, and doing that. So, you know, we just, like I said, we want it to be a safe event. And uh, we had quite a few ambulance runs, more than more than we've had in the past. And we just we just can't have it. We, we definitely want it safe. We want people to come, have a good time, and still be able to go home safe and sound. 
Well, and with a multitude of those, you know, wide trailers and vehicles and whatnot back there, I imagine that the ambulance access or any sort of emergency responder access can get kind of touch and go. And then you're just, you know, one bad event from, you know, negative publicity, which just, you know, that's not what you want in any capacity, whether it be for the, you know, Bowling Green or for tractor pulling as a whole, because people who haven't even heard of tractor pulling have heard of Bowling Green. So Bowling Green itself is almost a reflection of the tractor pulling world. So, you know, we as fans, we can make some sacrifices here and there and in the greater good, you know, if you're not having fun at Bowling Green anyway, like, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like it's, it's a great place on earth. So. Right. As far as the NFL goes, no one cares about the failures. And for the first time in my lifetime as a Lions fan, yeah, I'm going to whistle by the grave yard when it comes to the slackers and uh, say, we don't care. <laughs> to answer to answer Scott's are side by side still legal? Yes. As of right now, they are. Uh again, Dave, this this isn't super fun tonight. I normally have you come on where hey, Pole Town is this week, and but I appreciate you doing this because this is um this is our Super Bowl for the sport of truck and tractor pulling, and you're coming on and you know, and you're uh I don't enjoy I want the podcast to be kind of fun and educational and stuff like mm -hmm. that. I don't like, but I see, you know, some people are really pissed off and I'm trying to try to decide if I want to put those comments on the screen or not. Some of them, I got to almost check with my friend Charles to see if I should or not, but uh, uh, don't great. let me be your conscience. Uh, that's, yeah. that's a, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, that's all good. But um, Dave, here's a big question. I never got an answer on from the office. Can I rent a golf cart from Welch's in Perrysburg and have it delivered to the campground? I see their truck and trailer delivering them. This last year, there there were some of the organizations delivered it, and that's actually something we're looking at. So stay tuned on that because they brought a bunch of them in that really shouldn't have been inside the fairgrounds that were actually for organizations that worked on the outside. So okay. um, hold tight on that. We're trying to talk to Welch's about that, you know, to find out, you know, if there's a place that we can have, you know, a place for them to drop stuff off um, better if you just, you know, pick it up and bring it yourself. If you're bringing a camp, you know, if you're, if, if you got a campsite. Here's a great um, question. Are you able to buy extra wristbands or, or are you limiting two per camper? No, you are able to buy more. Yeah. So for the people, so that's really the, that's the complaint then in theory, the biggest thing is you want people, if they're camping, you want them to go to the pool, correct? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all um, from that point of view. So, okay. Um, again, Dave, thanks for doing this. What about no problem, people that no just want to come back between the sessions? I have a couple friends that don't camp, but do like to come visit between sessions. As of right now, we're, we're asking not, you know, for people not, you know, not to go out in the camp. Campground is for the campers, but um, you know, we, we are working on that and we'll have, we'll have some announcements on that coming up. Gotcha. You know, if there's going to be a way, going to be a way to, I mean, you look at, you look at the crowd going out, you know, you know, we'll, we'll have some answers coming up on that. Yep. Jason, I'd, I'd, like, like, to, go ahead, I'd like to, I'd like to make note that Bowling Green's trying to be responsible and proactive on an issue that's been a problem and is only going to escalate if we don't control it. And I think it's great that Dave, comes on here and heads off some of these questions rather than let it stew and percolate on social media. I mean, he's not ashamed or scared to answer them because that's just the way they are at Bowling Green. They, they'll take it head on. Whatever issue it is, they'll address it. But it's being responsible for them. And basically what you're asking, Dave, is you want the campers to be 
responsible as well and and help exactly. keep the peace. I mean, uh, well, the full pool people went out there and did a video and, you know, it's beads and everything. And that's fine. But when they're pulling the trailer that's eight foot wide for the highway behind a golf cart, that's four foot wide. Uh, people get hurt. And even the one chick that had on that one video said, yeah, I just fell off a golf cart. I think I'm okay. I mean, yeah, ha ha, but no, not really. That's, that's really a bad thing. Not a good thing. We shouldn't be accentuating, you know, the, the horror that could be when they get run over. So I think it's responsible on their part. And they're basically just asking the campers to be responsible, get an armband and take care of each other before somebody yeah. has to cut it out altogether. I think it's great. Um, can we as campers buy wristbands for friends that want to see the campgrounds for the first time? Yeah, you're, they're able to buy, they're able to buy more, you know, they're not limited to just the two that they, you know, get with their camping packet, you know, there will be available and that gets you into all five sessions of the pool itself too. Okay. I, I feel like this is a civil war, like North side versus South side, reading through these comments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've got a question on clarification about the trailers and, and the, the gentleman who asked about renting a golf cart kind of made me think of this. Now, when I read the news, what I understood was, you know, if I bring my side by side out there, don't hook my tilt trailer up behind it and throw hay bales on it and bring my buddies along. But exactly. If, right. Which and that's I had to explain that to my friends because they were like, well, what are you talking about? I said, well, it's a whole culture thing at Bowling Green. Like it's kind of taken on and it's kind of gotten bigger and bigger each year. Like it's something that happens. But like if I pulled my pop up camper and then I pulled my my side by side out there behind the pop up camper, I can bring the trailer that I that I haul my side by side or my golf cart into the grounds with me and park it and leave it. Or does that trailer have to stay outside of the ground? If it'll fit in your camping spot, you can bring that in. That's not yeah. a problem. You know, right. we're not saying that you can't tow your stuff in. Yeah. It's once you get there, it can't turn into a party wagon. Leave it. Leave it. Well, and, yeah. and you said they can still pull them if the seats are attached and if there's, you know. No, no, I, 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 no, no trailer at all. No trailer. No trailer. No trailer, no trailer at all. No trailer. No trailer at all. Mm -hmm. which is perfectly, I mean, that's the way it probably should be. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's well, like, you, Dave, you said it best when you said you've had more ambulance runs. And I think that's really what want to stress, you know, that's like Larry can talk about safety and pulling. Remember when we used to pull without roll cages and now I don't think, yeah. I think even oh, yeah. Charles would say he goes well, to a track pull without roll cages as an announcer that does, he doesn't uh, like that as much. Well, you don't have to say with me. I was just saying, even Charles would say that. Like I, I've been on board with that from day one. I mean, being in the position that I'm in, holding the microphone, you get to know these people and understand them and what they're about as friends. And yeah, I want everybody to walk away from everything. I want them to be safe. Like there's, there's no excuses for anything. And if there's something that can be done better when it comes to safety, I'm all about that every single time. And, and nobody I've, had, I've, had, I've had to be on mic for that sort of scenario, and I don't want to yeah. do it again. I don't ever nobody want to realizes do how hard, like every morning at 8 o'clock, the board that Dave's president of uh, has a meeting, and they have fire ambulance, and TPA comes in, and the police and fire do their reports first. And I heard firsthand some of the runs they've had, and some, some of it's, you know, ha-ha, but most of it's like, oh, damn, was he, you know, is he okay? And I mean, you'll have an occasional 
heart attack or whatever, but whenever it's an injury, it's caused just by lack of responsibility and, and stupidity. I mean, that's that's what they're trying to head off. And I, I really wish social media would stop and think about it. It's easy to be a keyboard puller or in this case, a keyboard camper and criticize somebody that's truly trying to keep them safe and have them available to come watch the show. Um, it's not a good thing to have to have ambulance runs. And yeah, there's somebody available 24/7 on the grounds, but that's that's you know that's not the idea. Uh, I, I think it's a great deal. Yeah, yeah. My my idea my idea for those guys is to be able to sit there in their lawn chair and have a nice relaxing weekend because I, I know a lot of those firemen personally. They're good friends of mine, and you know every time I every time they come out there, I say, well, I hope you have a really really boring day, yeah. and you just sit there and do nothing. But you know we know. You know, thing, things are going to happen. You can't bring this many people in without, you know, people falling and skinning their knees or something like that. We just don't want anything serious to happen because Lord knows I do not want to have to get on the news or come onto a show like this going, you know, something really bad happened. And, right. you know, when Jason asked me to come on, you know, tonight, I said, you know, yeah, I'll come on because I'm not afraid to talk about it because we did some serious talking about it because we we want to protect everybody there and we we also have a responsibility to protect the show and and the event and you know our forefathers worked really hard to make this thing go and i don't want to i don't want to be the one that messes this thing up so we want to make attention attention does get paid do it i see i saw that you know the the, i was there friday night and i don't you know i want to get into details of anything and, and i'm not going to but uh ran into somebody uh who was an official with NTPA, who was going through having to handle these situations. And it was being attended to in a very responsible manner and, and by someone who was conscientious of the scenarios. And she didn't want to do it, and no one wanted to be a part of it. Um, but it, it did happen, and it's just one of those things. But, um, you know, I, I believe genuinely you guys are mitigating against every possible scenario you can come up with to make it better and make it be better make it be safe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to say, this is the, the, the perfect, the perfect answer. This is a, an imperfect answer to an imperfect problem. And, you know, if we look at it and see that we need to, you know, do something again, you know, even before this, this event, if, if we see a better way to do something, we're definitely going to do what we can to make sure our fans, which this is affecting the most have the best pull town experience they can. Right. <clears throat> and, and you know, Quick just question. The comments, I really don't know. Go ahead, Larry. Go ahead, Larry. What is the actual seating capacity of bowling? Yes. We're talking the bleachers on the ends, and, and we've, we've had this discussion before. I mean, one session, I mean, I know it's standing room only Friday and Saturday night, but actual butts in the seat, bringing the bleachers in next to the Make a Wish area, and all, everywhere you do, what do, what do you guys? say the actual number capacity is 20,000 30,000 what Close, cl- around 30 around 30 with all, with, with all the seats yeah and, that's, and when i've been asked i've said at least 25 or 30 especially yeah. you know but actual seats you said and we're not talking lawn chairs we're talking seats i mean lawn chairs are their seats but you know what i'm saying yeah. Yeah. With, with, with the seating, the seating along the tracks and everything else, you're, you're looking at about 30,000. Cool. You know, talk I about think. another change <clears throat> that people thought were going to, was going to be horrible was the, the, the North side. And that was something that we had to do because 
the, what spurred it this year, the fair ended on Sunday. Monday morning at like six o'clock in the morning, somebody had put their chairs up in line for the walking of the chairs. And when? the fair board, the fair board just said, wait a minute, this can't, this can't happen. And then they, they did backpedal off of that. But we, you know, they said we had to do something because they had people standing in line or sitting in line basically two weeks before the event to put their chairs up the week before. That's worse than the line in front of Best Buy on Black Friday, uh, Thanksgiving yeah. night. Yeah, which is just a reflection of how incredible and worthwhile this event is. Which to me just oh. affirms why would well, we ever want to do anything to risk losing it? So you know, if we have to make the small sacrifice of leave the trailers in the camping area, I mean, well, people are setting up two weeks early for a reason. It's that the pull is that awesome. The experience is that awesome. Like. Anybody with any common sense can understand why you're doing it, uh, at least before they start drinking the Bud Lights. But, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, they're all responsible when they bought the camper and got the tow rig. And, I mean, you see everything in there from a pop-up camper that's probably worth 50 bucks on Craigslist to multi-million dollar motorhomes. I mean, everything's in there, but at the same time, they still got to be their, their co-campground. I mean, with 2,100 spots, uh my God, you know, yeah. so that's what I'm saying. Is we, we as fans should be very accepting of, you know, these rule changes and be willing to make them, you know, make that sacrifice, even if that's what you want to call it. Cause this Bowling Green something special. Right. Somebody said, don't cloud this with common sense, Rich Wine. Well, you know, in my former position, I used more common sense than anybody else would believe. That's still up for well, debate, Rich Wine. So, you well, know, and I know we, I tried, okay, Jason, just because you didn't see it. I mean, anyway. But it's about me. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I Dave, I really – I mean, Dave, I, I don't want to bring – I don't want to have you on all night and go through all – there's a lot of comments about tickets and flags and, honestly, stuff I don't understand. I mean, obviously – I mean, this is what you get. I mean, you're, you're the president of the biggest poll in our world. <laughs> it's awesome. And in your position, people are going to love you or hate you, but you're a big boy, so it's all good. Yep. Um, I just, I don't know, Charles, Larry, Mike, did I, did we, did we get everything you wanted to? I guess, Dave, if you want, or maybe if you could read through all the comments and kind of see if there's a basic theme. Um, there's, this is the most comments we've had on a show in a couple months. Obviously, we knew. Knew we were going to have a lot of stuff on here tonight. We have a lot of passionate yeah, fans, but I guess, how do you want me to, because I mean, I know you want the feedback, Dave, oh, yeah. this Napoleon fans, your customer is, you know, is watching the show tonight and talking about all the different things. I think the overall theme is they agree with the safety and, um, and that's one thing, but I think there's a lot of, you know, can they buy one ticket, you know, one night of camping? That seems to be a pretty common theme in here, Dave, um, as I'm going no. through no, you can't. You basically you've got to buy the entire weekend package. You can't buy just one night of camping. Um, first off, the campground's packed enough. You're not going to be able to pull in and pull back out, and no. so you need to you need to buy, you know, the entire weekend package. Um, so I'm going to ignore the comments for just a little bit, and I'm playing some video in the background. <laughs> From your guys' Facebook page, and thank you to Built Diesel Mafia, our friend Adam Wilson, for the picture earlier. So, Dave, let's just summarize it all again, kind of where, wh how we got to what changes we're at, and kind of just state the changes again, and then we're going to let you go tonight. And then I think maybe no we're going to have you come back on again later. Um, 
be more than happy. Be, I really appreciate yeah. you doing this thing. We all do, but I don't want to, I just don't want to get into all these comments. It's not what, it's just craziness to be honest with you. So yeah. I'm reading through a lot um, of them. The big, the biggest, you know, and, and to, to, to kind of summarize what we're doing is instead of when you buy a camping package, you're going to, when you normal buy a normal camping package, you get two, you know, two sets of, you know, tickets to all of the, you know, five sessions. Now you're okay, going to so get a risk. So I, get, I buy one campsite. I get two, basically all session, all season passes, if you will, to go to the pool, yes. right? Okay. Exactly. Yep. And you're going to, you, if, if you say you have four other people that come with you, you can buy a, 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 a wristband for them and that will get them into the, we're not limiting you to two people per campsite. You know, if you have four extra people or however many people come and stay with you, you have to buy a, a wristband, which will get them into all five shows. So that really hasn't changed from what people were doing. <clears throat> and we looked at, you know, a lot of times most campers are buying two, three, four extra sets anyways because they have people coming with them so that part really hasn't changed it's oh, just really? now you get a wrist you get a wristband number one that way we can identify you as being from the campground so that we have a way to identify who should be in the campground and who should not be in the campground so if i show up like in 2018 i went out there and i attended uh, <coughs> session four session five just as a fan off the street if I don't have one of those campground wristbands, if I just, you know, attend one session, I cannot go into the campground. And then that's right. And that's kind of the goal, right? To, to exactly. limit the magnitude on Saturday night of the casual one session fan. And then they all spill into the campground and you've got those 30,000 people, you know, back there in the campgrounds. Exactly. This is not this is not different from anything you would find in major motorsports in any way, shape, manner, or form. It's it's about being responsible as the pinnacle motorsports event of its type that there is in the world. Um, this is not this isn't Burning Man. This isn't Sturgis. This is the biggest truck and tractor pull in the world. And the people who are responsible for putting on this event are trying to be responsible for the conducting and the management of it. And, uh, you know, if you're just not on board with that, then there really, honestly, at the end of the day, isn't a place for you to be there. Like, we're not looking for it's it's not 1985 anymore. It's just not. And this is a this is a sport that's out front and trying to do big things and advance what we're all about. And all I'm asking and all I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to speak for for. For Bowling Green, I'm going to speak on my own behalf. All I'm asking for you to do is get on board with this being the Super Bowl of tractor pulling and not the Super Bowl of partying because that's not what it is. It's a exactly big time pull at the end of the day and respect the history and the tradition that goes down through that track from northwest to southeast. Believe in it and, and, and be about that before you're about how many bush lights you can cram in your face. Exactly. Exactly. That's, you know, we, 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 we want to take it to the next level. And you are, you are. I got to unmute. I got to unmute myself there. Dave, it says the North side is still a problem. Multiple people within the same group bought multiple squares, which messes up other people who've been going for 20 years. 
So the spot you've been at gets bought out and hope you can become good friends or you just lost your spot. What does all that mean in English? I'm sorry. What it, what it is, is we, we marked off 10 by 10 sections and we walked people in and they could pull a flag. And, and we were told, I did not personally witness it, but they, I guess the people pulled multiple flags and we just told people, you know, look, we, we, we don't want the side to be empty, you know, let other people sit in your spot, you know, charge them five bucks to come sit down in their spot. Um, you know, it was one of those people were lining up, you know, two weeks before the show because they could put their chairs up a week before the show. And it, it was just getting out of hand with, you know, people getting in line two weeks before. And so that's why we, we went to this. Now you don't, you can show up on Tuesday and, you know, if you've got your, your reserve spot, you don't have to get in line. You can just walk up at that point and, and, and put your seats in your, you know, the spot that you, you know, you've purchased. It's now a reserved. Um, it's like box seating, place. bring your own chair yep. and sit in this box. Yep. Yeah. The biggest thing I'm seeing is like, I think the people that want to come for one night and go to the campgrounds, they're not going to be allowed unless they basically buy the five season pass mm -hmm. to get into the campgrounds. Right, Dave? Yes. As, as of right now. Yes. The, that seems to be the biggest bitch if just to be honest as i'm reading through all the yep. comments and if they okay. really want to go that bad the other four sessions on that wristband really won't matter to them if they're that dead set on going back there there's a certain level of canadian there's a certain level of camping there's a certain level of people who want to go back there and see the campgrounds and the wacky canadians <laughs> yeah the canadians are commenting on their their larry they said you got low a couple times here yeah well Tell them take off, eh? They bring that Labatt's Blue with too much alcohol, eh? Eh? Yeah, I don't... This is a... Um, Dave, I do not envy your position, but I understand why you're doing what you're doing. I mean, there are some people that... It's like deer hunting in Wisconsin, uh, Dave Schultz. And we're not related, by the way, everybody. I wish Dave nope. was related. Because I can say, <laughs> I can say my, my brother Dave or my cousin Dave is the, uh, the, the boss man at the, blue, at the big town, full town. But... Deer hunting in Wisconsin, deer camp is kind of like the Bowling Green campgrounds. There's some guys that never even take their rifle out of the cases, Dave. It's just a party. Um, you know, and then <laughs> a part of it, you know, we've, I mean, when I say, you know, we've, we've said, I've said on the show, a party happened and a tractor pull broke out. I think I've said that myself. But when the party is going to get to the point where people are going to start dying or getting hurt or that's why I think where. I mean, I've been drunk before. I've done so much stupid stuff that there's, there's good stories about me. <laughs> anything you can do, anything you can do to limit that, I guess. I mean, the, the, I totally understand the trailers. You know, I've never been a camper at Bowling Green, Dave. I came out and I've, I've partaken, you know, and I've crashed with some of my polling friends. But, um, yeah, I, we needed to have you come on because obviously this is a really, really big really, really big deal, and I think you guys have a lot to talk about, but I don't want to make this all crazy for you all night here. Uh, well, pullers, it, oh, will pullers be welcome, Charlotte Ross? Uh, that's Colin's mom. If you already, Will the pullers be welcome into the campground with their wristband? Yes. Okay. Yep. I, the key word is wristband, isn't it, Dave? Yep. Key, key yep. thing is the wristband to get, you know, and one of the things we, you know, with, with, with the pullers, we, we have to remind them every year, don't take fuel out there. There's campfires and all that. Right. Um, Larry, I mean, I, in the time I've been on the board, I know, you know, Mike Herford, our past president, right. you know, he was, he was always telling you, make sure you tell him no fuel. And, and Oh yeah. 
That's a big item on the driver's meeting. Only the amount of people you got seats for and no fuel. Leave it at the hauler. I think some people that maybe don't know the experience or never been there might not understand. If you bring a side-by-side -side or golf cart, et cetera, to the campground, and even but you can't drive that to the back of the bleachers. You stop it at the gate, the back gate back there. They have to park them and then walk on the rest of the way into the fairgrounds and to the bleachers. I mean, it's not like a... Uh, if you do bring a, a unit with you at the campground, it's not like a free thing to go everywhere all all weekend. Wait, is, is that is that is that a safety hazard on the campground, or is that something where they came back to the competition area and you had to explain, you know, had to have the fight where, oh well, some camper tipped their whatever into my fuel tank, and now I don't pass fuel inspection. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well. That that could be an issue. You're right. Larry, but, uh, Larry, it's more please, of a safety thing. Don't dump it on the campground or on the Larry, campfire. Larry, please tell Emily Glover you're just picking. We love Canadians. I think we've started oh, off four here. I'm I'm one of Tom Larue's best friends, as far as he knows. And anyway, but no, um, I'm not picking on the Canadians. But I have heard reports in the morning from the fire and police that you know those wacky Canadians, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> But she's saying they don't come for one night. They're there for the whole week. No, no. They're yep. they're there for the entire period. They come early and stay late, I can assure you. Some of the when I've announced indoor treasure pulls, and Charles can attest to this, some of my favorite sections are the Canadians. <laughs> so yeah, it's all good. You know, and Jason, one of the things I want to say is is, you know, with you know, like when the fans were lining up two weeks in advance, how how great is it to be an event that you have fans like this? Fans that want to camp, I mean, four or five days for, you know, an event. I mean, we are super lucky to have the fans and we just need to make sure we protect the event so that it's there for our fans. I mean, that's, that's the big thing. You know, we absolutely love our fans. One of the best things I ever get to do. And I now, you know, as the show starts, I'll start walking around. <clears throat> and and be able to talk to the fans. You know, I had one ask me this year, hey, you need a ride? You're just out walking around. Nope, I'm just kind of checking it out. And and being able to talk to the fans. And, and I will always sit and listen to them. And I tell them, I said, you know, hey, if you got something to say, please let me know because, you know, it may not be something I can actually fix for them, but, it, you know, you know, all of our board members, we, we will listen to what people are telling us because, you know, if it, if it wasn't for the fans and the pullers and our sponsors, we wouldn't be here. So, you know, we, we want to make sure it's the best event possible. Awesome. Yeah. Dave, where's the best way? And we're going to have you back on. I think Dave, maybe as, you know, as things develop here, obviously we got sure. time. Um, you know, you just text, send me a text message when you want to come back on the show again, but for people yeah, that no still have questions after tonight or, you know, they want to talk to somebody, what, what do you recommend they do? Do they, do they call the off? I don't, do you have full-time staff? How does it work? We, we have two full-time staff members, but here's the thing. I'll actually give you my, my email and um, it's dschultz at pulltown.com. You know, send, you know, people can send me a, a message, you know, my, my email's on our website. You know, I'll be more than happy to, you know, respond to people and, and see if I can, you know, if there, if there's something they, you know, they want to tell me or if there's something that I can answer for them, I definitely will. So it's right there, everybody. And the, this is the boss saying this, this is how serious they're taking this. They want to, they want to continue the party, but they don't want anybody to die. That's a Jason Schultz way of saying it. So, 
That sounds like something Larry would say. Yeah, I was trying to beat you to the They say, how's it going? I say, well, nobody died. We had a winner in every class. That's what I always say. (laughs) So, Dave, real quick, and I have another guest here. We're going to talk about the Hub City, Wisconsin truck drags this weekend, just seven miles north of my house. And Riley's sitting here in my office. Um, How was the event this year, Dave? I was out in Whistler, Nebraska with the Outlaws. Was it like, was it a record attendance? Are we still seeing, like, where, where are you taking this thing and how big can this thing get, Dave? The, the 2023 best year yet awesome best year yet um and to let you know 310 days 21 hours 11 minutes and 34 <laughs> seconds we'll start making noise in bowling green again so um, we're we're super we're super excited to get you know 2024 here i don't want to wish time away by any stretch because you know there's still indoor polls to go to there's still the farm show to go to you know, I'm looking forward to, to, to hitting a bunch of events this year, but we are working hard right now for, you know, the next year to come. But 2023 was the best year yet. And quite honestly, 2022 was the best year that we could have had then. I mean, the last bunch of years, every year, it just keeps getting better and better and better. So super excited about it. And, um, you know, Jason, I'm glad you let me on, you know, I'll be more than happy to talk, you know, we'll get on again, you know, because, you know, we want to make sure our fans know what, what we're doing and why we're doing it. That's the big thing. You know, there's a reason we didn't make a change just to make a change. We, we did this because we wanted to, you know, make the event better. Yep. And we'll see you at PRI, Dave. We have some booth space down there as well. Um, yep. We decided to be down there uh, December 7th through the 9th, I think. It's like a Thursday. Friday. It is. Yep. Right. yep. We're, 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 we're going to have our booth there again this year. It was a great thing last year. Um, go out on their website. They, a lot of the event stuff that uh, PRI is putting out was actually shot at Bowling Green. They came yep. two years in a row, shot a bunch of videos and um, it, it's neat seeing. I saw one of their pictures in one of their ads for their show. You can see the Bowling Green hat right above the, the back fender of the, the, the tractor. So, um, you know, they loved being here. One of the things they talked about was our fans. You know, I was taking the president of PRI, um, Dr. Jamie Meyer at the time, you know, I was taking them up to the, the show and the national anthem. And I stopped and he's, what's going on? I said, national anthem. I could, I could hear it. And he goes, Oh my God, you could hear a pin drop. Everything just stopped. And it was so neat. It was so neat. So, um, and he made a comment about our fan base. He says, I've never seen such a, passionate fan base he says i don't care what motorsport you know f1 indycar nascar drag racing he said tractor pulling has the best fans out there probably the most patriotic ones too i mean it's oh yes you know if nothing else it's america my gosh it's america it's america when the flyover when the flyover (laughs) goes i mean i'm close enough to indy 500 when they fly over before that race i can see him but the flyover at bowling green sends chills up your spine talking about it uh, I, I can't wait. And, you know, th- those pilots love coming back. Oh, yeah. So, awesome. By the way, they don't do that at Indy. They don't come back and talk to the fans at Indy. They just fly over. Well, fortunately, well, we're only we're only about 35 miles from the airport. So they basically land the airplanes and head this way. I need to ask one of them if I can get in the Hangar 18. because That's where the aliens are. So, I mean, anyway. But, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, Everybody, thank you for watching tonight. We're going to bring Dave back on again in the future. 
I told him a half an hour. We've gone 50 minutes already. Uh, I knew there'd be a lot of questions. I didn't realize there'd be yep. this many questions. So I think it will, Dave, here, I don't know, in a month or so, we'll, I'll text you back and we'll get you back on. But thank Sounds you for good. all you do for polling. Uh, thanks for coming on tonight. And again, if you have a question, dschultz, S-C-H-U-L-T-Z at polltown.com. Send him an email and he'll help you out. They want, they want to continue to grow this event. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, guys. See you, Dave. Thanks to all the fans. Thank you. That was cool that he came on, guys. Yeah, he's a great he's a great yeah. guy, and he'll he'll never turn you down. I mean, he's a he's a he's a great guy, and he's he's a very, good representation of what they're doing. But it really is they're basically being responsible. Yeah, you know it's because it is it is a zoo out there. Yeah, I mean, and I want to, and I got Riley Anderson here. He's a promoter of the Hub City Drag Races, uh, the, the Dirt Drags. And we got some big, we got some big names coming. Come on up. I, do. Me, do I, I showered today. I showered today. <laughs> yeah, we do. We got Charles that. loves drag race. So we were at, we were at Wagler's there, but we'll, for those of you, we'll talk more full town after we talk to Riley here a little bit, but I wanted to get Riley on. And um, I guess that was a lot, lot more questions than I thought about, about Bowling Green, but that's good. That Nothing wrong with that at all. So let's talk this weekend, Riley. What do we got going on? So this weekend, um, Saturday, October 14th in Little Hub City, Wisconsin, uh, they have some of the biggest names in the diesel industry or in the truck drag racing industry, I should say, coming. Um, you're going to see trucks with over 2,500 horsepower. There's probably over a dozen of them right now that have been confirmed that make that. So it uh, it's going to be pretty neat to watch them race side by side down 300 feet of clay. Charles, have you been to some dirt drags before? Yeah, once in a while. Yep, I have been. Doesn't get yeah, so right. this um, – they have an awesome place up in Hub. I'm gonna pull some videos up while we're talking to him. Like, tell Charles some of the people that are coming because he knows all these guys. Right? Okay, so we got like Austin Denny coming. Um, he's oh, he'll uh, crack he'll crack a block. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But um, Josh McCormick, um, Nathan Banstra. I mean, those are just a few of many. Um, I brought a list with me, but um, uh, Dylan Riken. Um, Arlen Clemens. I mean, a lot of these trucks are ODSS trucks. Most of them. Yeah, so it'd be pretty interesting watching them race down the dirt. We've had a couple of them last year and the year before, and uh, I mean, they get some pretty impressive speeds, you know, 120, 130 miles an hour. I think out of all of them, guys, I think I might actually put my money on Harlan because he's got the most experience doing it. Yeah, I mean, there's he, he's definitely got some experience out there doing it, but there's a, there's a whole field of them. Right now we're at 32 trucks. Um, the thing with the diesel truck challenge that I put on, the guys in the challenge class, all these big-name guys, so they have to run on a dyno. And basically I'll take their horse and torque numbers, add them together, and whatever place you get on the dyno is how many points you get. And that carries over into the side-by-side -side drag racing. They'll drag against each other. Whatever place you get is how many points you get, and lowest amount of points wins. Cool. Did Austin Denny chip his hand then by going to DNR Customs uh, Dino Day this weekend? He kind of threw down. I mean, I've seen that he his truck was on the dyno, so that's the other thing. We have the Northwest Dino. Um, the UCC oh, you've dyno. got Cody. Yeah, I got Cody. Okay, because I was gonna say, did, is he gonna get penalized for you know he is DNRs is like the stingy dyno, the 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 Northwest dyno, but if you got the same one, then he can back it up. Oh, definitely. And I mean, I think by getting this dyno, these guys have a lot of experience. I mean, Northwest Dyno Circuit, they do this all the time. 
Um, so I feel that we're going to get the most accurate numbers for these guys that are coming. Uh, we have trucks coming from all over the country. So it's going to be a pretty neat show. And then on top of that, I got some mud dirt draggers that we're going to have run some expedition passes because next year I would like to try and get their series in here too. Like the C or the CMA, and then there's a MNR, MNRO. What is that, Charles? The mud racing? Or Larry, MRO, you know? I don't really even know if that's a thing anymore, to be honest. It was kind of like similar to what you used to have in Ursuline Center. We only yeah. have a few trucks coming, or machines coming, one of them being Paperboy Express. Uh, he makes like 5,200 horsepower. The big paddle tires on him, yeah. Charles? You know what? The full paddle tire for that style of racing anymore, I don't think that's even a thing any longer. Because well, they, they, got so fast. they got so fast, yeah. like I think they banned it. It's you know, it's just uh, like the glue on swamper, you know, extra like paddles on the swamper, but straight paddles. I don't, I haven't seen video of that in a long time anymore. And I, I yeah, kind of get why they have the options if they want to run the paddles, they can, otherwise, they can run cut tires. I don't really have any rules against the tires, so. We'll see what the guys choose, but most of the time they run the cut tires being clay. Um, you know, it's a little bit harder of a circle. It tends the the paddles don't benefit. Them yeah, they much. won't. Yeah, th those won't work as good then. This is a just a quick little short video of the actual track. Plenty of, I mean, this is for as crazy as this sounds. This is a perfect space for it. This Hub City, Wisconsin. Who is it? Fifty people. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. between it's between hills. It's between Hillsborough and Richland Center. And uh, it's just a hoot. You guys started ATV drag racing back here with your uncle, right? Yeah, my uncle Jeff Toy. Jeff, yeah, Jeff yep. Toy. Yep. He started back in like 2006. We started dragging out there, and that's pretty much what the track was built for. Was dirt dragging. We did do some poles and stuff on it, but uh, here you are at UCC. Yeah, down at UCC promoting the event. Um, and uh, no, it's definitely a lot of fun. We got a lot of shutdown for these guys, so they can really push the limits. I mean, you'll see trucks leave on 130, 140 pounds of boost, and they actually well, might. There's, there's Chris there. probably trying to get 50 bucks off you. At least. No, Chris has been good. He usually announces our event as well. Um, but he's been uh, great. He's come down every year and announced. And we've been doing it for a long time. And now it's starting to grow into a national event, at least in the October month. I do one every year. Uh, we do one in May, and then we do one in October. So. Cool. Yeah, how, do you, uh, how, do you prep, how do you prep the track for that? Like that's something I'm curious about because I don't I don't know. What's what's your track prep procedure and, and how many times do you go back into it to to work it back up? So basically we started doing track prep yesterday, actually. We we tilled it up. Uh, we used like a soil finisher. Um and we'll till it and usually water it. Now it sounds like we might get some rain later in the week. Um and also our event runs rain or shine, unless it's downpouring at the time of the drag starting but uh we'll till it and water it and then we use like a call packer to kind of pack it down it does like a 40 percent compaction so it still leaves it loose enough for these uh pretty knobby tires to grip but also like packed enough that it's a smooth smooth trip down the track for them gotcha so and then after thank, thank you for that i appreciate that i've never heard really a walkthrough on that you grade and roll the track between rounds or? Um, it, yeah, um, usually the diesel trucks, we get quite a few out there. I mean, in May we had 87 just in the street class. Um, so usually halfway through the class, we usually have to do a little bit of track prep, but we have it set up so our lanes are wide enough for our soil finisher. So we can just run down one side with the packer following 
And then when he runs down the other side, Packer follows and we're ready to go. It takes about seven to ten minutes. So does so the dino. Yeah, dino. Go ahead, Larry. The dino determine then when they're going to run or they drop a position as well? <laughs> so normally, actually, um, it doesn't determine where they run or drop a position. Um, once the races are getting ready to start, I mean, all the guys know, I notify them, and they actually just start going up and lining up and um, stage themselves. And uh, once they make their pass, they have to come down the return lane, and I have staging lanes set up with one loss and no losses. Sure. And once they sure. enter in there, they can't leave. So then we run, like, the one-loss trucks against one loss. It's a double elimination. And then uh, just that's kind of how we work through the field. Cool. It's yeah. tr truly drag racing. Then I just wondered how they're the first time down the first pass down the track, who determined who they ran against or, or they're just running against the clock. So, so we usually, um, they run side by side, but, uh, we have tried doing like the draw to get, you know, see who runs against who, but it's just usually too chaotic to try and track down each driver, get them lined up. We found that just letting them get up the staging. Um, they do a pretty good job. I mean, these guys are professional and, Oh yeah. No matter what, you're gonna have to race the person anyways. So cool. The website for people that you know maybe interested in the event can get registered, hubcitydirtdrags.com. Now, Riley, can you still get registered if I'm seeing this tonight? Go, oh crap. Yep, you can still okay. get registered. Um the challenge class, the big money class. So it says that we're paying out eight thousand. That has been bumped up to ten thousand. Um it's too wow. late to uh change all the flyers. So first place gets ten thousand dollars. Wow. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and then we pay all the way back to eighth place in that class. So if you are planning to get in the challenge class, I need to know at the latest by Thursday. And then all other classes, I do run some other classes like street diesel, open, there's some ATV. Um, those classes are all signed up the day of. And you can find all that stuff on our website. Hubcitydirtdrags.com. Love it. Cool. Love it, love it, love it. So – yeah, it's usually a really good event. Um, we try to raise money at this event to donate out to local uh, fundraising organizations. Um, it's, we're a nonprofit there, so we're just a small community that uh, likes to see things with big horsepower, and everyone comes together. It's all volunteer help, too, um, and we do our best to put on a good show, and so far, it sounds like people are liking it. So Cool. It's a good track. So those of you that have questions, go to hubcitydirtdrags.com or just you can message us on Beer Money. We'll get you in touch with Riley as well. And I think I'm going to have you come back on Wednesday night. That too. sounds good. Does that sound good? So, yeah. guys, I'm going to log off for two minutes. Charles, Michael, Larry, do what you do, and I'll be back in a bit, okay? okay. Oh, yeah. And live streaming on beermoneypulling.tv. How dumb of me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Did they pay? Did they pay for that 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 plug there? Or beer money pulling. Did oh yeah, they, yeah. Oh. <laughs> they're, they're good supporters of us too. Checks in the mail, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be back in two. Charles, try to lead these two guys down the. Oh path. boy, you are <laughs> trusting the wrong individual. Hi. <laughs> so, one thing I was thinking about with that Bowling Green is how quickly they could end up. In, in the news or in the headlines or even just the rumor mill and grapevine and how how important that that influences that decision. You know, if you have something terrible happen in the campgrounds at, you know, Joe Blow, whatever, Missouri, some pool no one's ever heard of, 
that's not going to trickle through the news. But if something terrible were to happen at what people call, you know, the Super Bowl of pulling or the Daytona of pulling, you know, that that looks bad on the entire pulling culture. So I think that that's got to factor into that decision, too. And, oh, and when they're yeah, I, I was sitting here in my mind, like, is Bowling Green the absolute epicenter of truck and tractor pulling? It's either them or Louisville, you know, yeah. so if something terrible were to happen, that could that could be bad for the entire and it gets more scrutiny than anybody just because of the coverage, because of the size of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, those 8 a.m. meetings in the morning, police and fire, they report first. And then and usually the police will say, well, you know, and if they had an issue with the puller, uh, they, you know, NTPA guys need to address that and stop that. But uh, I didn't believe it till one time they was talking about a rain out and we went to the FOP building. But they actually have a holding cell on the property and, and oh yeah and uh and homeland security's there watching has been for several years uh, and there's a bunch of cameras all over the grounds and the campground mm-hmm. and uh i've seen the wall of monitors for it but i mean nobody works harder at it i mean the chapel hills and the tomas and everybody they all work 365 okay yeah, they're already yeah. working on last or next year's event when this year's events underway mm-hmm. but uh, they have a plan in place, Bowling Green does, and everybody does, but I mean, they have a person that designated to talk to media in the event they have an issue. And so does NTPA have a person designated to talk to the media. I mean, when you see the news that we had six shootings in Indianapolis last night, which is not uncommon anymore, you always see that same police officer talking to the media because that's their job. They can't say, oh, hell, they all caught, they all killed each other. I mean, there's somebody there that's supposed to know how public relations should be and how to say that, yeah, they all shot each other. But the bottom line is uh, there's a plan in place. Uh, Several years ago, we had a gearbox blow up and it was handled so quickly. I mean, it injured a couple in the stands, but uh, but mostly on the, on the uh, South side in the lawn chair area, but it was cleaned up, contained, and we kept going. And that person was, was uh, uh, transported, and Scott Doty was on the finish end of that same track it happened on, and he didn't realize we actually hurt anybody. He knew that we had a boom, and he knew that people went to look, but he didn't know we actually injured. After the event, he goes, was anybody hurt on that? I mean, but that's how quickly they contained it on their part, and they have safety meetings every morning, and they've got uh, police and fire that are on grounds, tw- you know, 24 hours a day. It's, it's, they don't have to call anybody. They're on property. And I have to say that it's one of the best organized, uh, safety and, and being proactive things there is. Yeah. I want to go well, back to this. I want to go back to this one. And, and like, I, with my comments earlier, I'm not saying you can't have a good time. Bring your camper in. Oh, yeah. Hitch up your spot, throw the grill out. Cook all the ribs you can, steak, chicken, whatever you want to do. Drink all the beer you can drink and have a good time, and that's fine. The only local uh, financial strain I want to impose is not to the businesses. It's to the bail office at the police department because I don't want you to be stupid. And I feel like the last few years it's gotten stupid. Well, and there there was a group of people after the event that actually was seen uh, 
I won't say my source, but they were seeing a, a group of young men uh, that came to have nothing but a good time and cause havoc that came on the property in the fairgrounds or not the fairgrounds, but the campground that probably never attended the event, but they waited till they could go to the campground and party. And, you know, the campground is for those fans that care to camp there and not try to go home or not try to go to the hotels that may not be available for months and years ahead. But, uh, but they want to have an adult beverage and they don't want to get in trouble because they went back to their campsite and that's all they're trying to do. I mean, I seen the social media stuff and, it's like, come on, guys, snap out of it. Use a little common sense. If you were putting on an event in your backyard, would you want havoc and, and knowing the police are going to have to respond or EMTs because somebody's going to do something stupid? But it, it, I think it's very responsible and proactive on their part. I, I, I applaud them. And I didn't realize, I didn't realize this would be as crazy. Not crazy. What's the word I'm looking for, Charles? Um, uh, Obnoxious? No, that's not the word. What do you really split hairs between? Oh, picking a side. Um, what's that called? This decide divisive. Divisive. Yes, there's my grammar guy. Divisive. <laughs> I didn't realize it'd be as divisive as it was tonight with the comments. And like, I really normally, guys, I don't get kind of caught speechless, but I got caught kind of speechless because I was reading through those comments, and I rec I realize all the passion for that and all that controversial. Doug said, "Yes, there we go. Big words for Jason here on a Monday night." Um. You know, and I, we want to do this, and Charles, you're doing sidetracked, and you guys, have, you know, you guys go after stuff like this, and it's nice to have Larry on, who's been, well, Larry, how many years have you been to Bowling Green, bud? Uh, 20, 27. But, like, as a fan? As, as, as a management capacity, I've been there more than that, but 27 as a management for NTPA. Capacity. I mean, is this one of those things where the people are pissed because we talk about being such an awesome party and now they're trying to take away the party? I mean, is that is that kind of the, the you think? Honestly, that's, that's the issue. Yeah, and that's the ethos that everybody is, is taking from this, and that's not the actual intent. We're not no. trying to stop the party, but we are asking you to, within a certain boundary, be respectful and honor what the event is and was always intended to be and contain yourselves. You can have all the fun you want to. So get get part of your ass off in the stands. And if you can get back to your campground and fall into your trailer, sweet. You're and that's that's a guy who's not hurting anybody. Right. It's the other obnoxiousness that that we we really don't like. Well, so it's really yeah. where the people that seem to be really pissed when I was reading through the comments, guys. And again, thank you, Dave Schultz, for coming on. The guy put his email address, dschultz at poltown.com. They, you can tell that this this isn't quite done. I mean, they still they still got a. I don't, you know, they made they came out and made their thing, right? They made their statement, and I don't think anybody disagrees with the, the truck and the trailer thing or the, you know, the the you in the trailer because we know how dangerous trailers are. Um, but the the main comment I read, Charles, Larry, and Mike, as I was going through that, was that person that comes Friday night or Saturday night and they want to they want to go out to the campgrounds. Now they have to buy a five-day pass, basically, right? Is what? Correct. Correct. Okay. And that seems to be, armband. that's an armband. And armbands are only armbands are only the multi-pass for all sessions. Well, well if I the think person still wanted to just party, they could buy the five-day pass. And they could just stay out there and sell their tickets, right, and just stay in the campground. Yeah, they can. I, yeah. I would say there's another there's another element to it that is maybe unspoken in this. Um, and it and it does come from the competitors. They're already amped to the maximum 
that this is like the Super Bowl event. Like they want to win, they want to do well. Right. And now it's open pit. They've got to be hyper vigilant to get from their pit to to the scales, to staging, through the through the event, scale out, and then get back to their pit area. And I'll be frank, not kill any of you. All while riding this adrenaline rush that is beyond anything you can even experience. And it's it, it frays the nerves. And I fear that it may lead to mistakes not of their own making because they're so amped up to compete and not having to uh, just deal with masses that they're unaccustomed to. And I, I, I don't, I, if I'm making that sound unfriendly, I don't no, mean it to, but put it in, put yourself in the, in the perspective of them as competitors and what they're up against and the adrenaline that they're up flying high about. And, and it's not just, it, let's be honest. It's not just the competitors themselves. It's their crew too. Cause everybody rides that wave with them. Oh yeah. Uh, it's it's a thing, and you have to have a little respect for competition vehicles, whether they be towed or under their own power, that are capable of generating thousands of horsepower. They just don't – they aren't meant to move in the way a pedestrian vehicle is with crash-resistant bumpers. They're just not. And, the, and it's a very violent – and it's gone. Yes. And yes. the only guy that can motor through the pits quietly and, and efficiently at one or two mile an hour is Don Dean with his hydraulic drive on the left front corner of his tractor. But he don't pull a bowling green. But the biggest thing is, and I this year I was parked back uh, where the blue shirts park uh, way back by the office, which is over a mile away if you go through there. And, of course, I drove my golf cart after the session through the campground to get to that area rather than go out on Haskins road and I go, well, how the hell you get your golf cart in there? I got to park it here. I says, well, I'm, I'm part of the event and I have a golf cart pass. I mean, and you have to have a certificate of insurance on your, on your chariot. And you, when you get your armbands out at gate a, when you come in as a puller, uh, if you have a support vehicle, they put a pass to the left front corner and you keep it on there. I mean, this year I took a different golf cart and I'd had in the past, and that same sticker will be on there till I switch or otherwise, but it's recorded who that cart is and who's responsible for that. And all we're all they're asking people to do is be responsible and try to think about it, but it can be a zoo, and there's no question that they're doing the right thing. The way the I've way interpreted I the, the purpose of it was, you know, after session five, Saturday night, 30,000 people in the stands – the campground is not able to handle 30,000 people then deciding, well, Hey, that pool was awesome. Now let's go to the after party, you know? Right. So they, they tried to find a way to monitor who's back here. Who's not back here. How do we get back here? I don't think it's with any ill will or, you no. know, trying to no, stop. You still get to bring your beer in. Don't you? I mean, this pool, oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah. You can carry your own beer into a pool and watch, you know, the Super Bowl of pulling. Like, I promise you guys, you're going to have fun. You're not going to be not having fun. And I just think then it's it's the single day session guys or the guys that just were able to make it in on Saturday. 
I'm not camping back there. I don't have a camper back there, you know, but if it's 1230 at night and I'm drunk and I'm thinking, oh man, I met these guys. I want to go hang out with them. Now I don't go back there because I don't have that wristband. I go back to Toledo with my sober driver, like, like I was planning on doing, you know? Right. Well, seriously, the best word to use is responsible. They're trying to be responsible and keep the fan or the camper as well responsible. I mean, there's no question it gets it it can get out of hand. Put it that way. They've been very fortunate so far that nobody's been hurt, seriously hurt. So, I don't know. No. Anyway, but as far as me bashing Canadians, Jason, uh, one report several years ago, uh, the Canadian guys, uh, one of them had, had passed out, eh? And so they had him on top the on top of the the uh, the, the uh, picnic table, eh? And the campground had burned down a little bit. It wasn't too much of flame, so he was all wet because he'd fall down in the water, eh? And so they put his ass while he's on the picnic table over the campfire, eh? So to kind of try him out, huh? And so somebody called the uh, fire department and the EMTs, and the fire department said, "What? You know, all the fire's not even touching the bottom of the picnic table. He's fine, eh?" And so the fireman picked the picnic table up off of the fire and set it aside. And, and then they checked out the guy, but he was passed out uh, uh, from some kind of inebriation, probably Molson or Labatt's blue. And, and they, they let him, they were trying to dry his clothes as I understand it, but he was on top of the picnic table, which was set over the campfire. That's all I know. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Part of me is like, that's stuff I would have done to my friends. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and then part of me, but I'm 47 now, and I'm getting kind of old and boring, and I I don't want anything bad to happen to somebody, and you know, ruin ruin an awesome event. So. Well, I'm I'm sure if he started to smolder, they would have took him off the fire. At least they didn't yeah. have him to spit turning him or anything. Yeah. No, but let's grow pulling is fun and entertaining and i don't want anybody to take offense to any of this i mean i got some death threats after the pro stock picks last week so charles <laughs> you did a, you did the good thing by not coming on last week charles but, uh, death you know, threats huh wow hope you documented them yeah i just uh, put a little color in there just a little color in my top 10. <laughs> not everything's green you i might have learned i might learn from the last time that got done you did your yep. homework, and I just, you know, willy-nilly picked. <laughs> but the funny part was eight of our ten were the same tractors. Yes, and they were. I, I was telling my buddies, that's what I like about tractor pulling. You know, I did all the, the money ball and all the whatnot, and you picked with your gut and your heart, and at the end yep. of the day, we about arrived at the same spot. So I picked you know. it, I picked like I like if I was running a show and look at the lineup, and more than once I told mm -hmm. Vaughn, you pick the winner, but I know who's going to be in the top three. I mean, but mm – -hmm only on my gut experience of what they had done mm -hmm. and what I expected them to do. That's how I picked them. Yep. But I didn't do any research because it do, well, rich wine never studies for a test. <laughs> um, I, before we, um, yeah, I just, I, the comments. Wow. I mean, you, I saw the passion. I, I don't know how else to say that in those comments tonight. It was more than I expected. And that's good. It opened my eyes a little bit about that. So, I'll make sure, and I don't want to wrap this up, but I, I don't want to forget here. North Carolina State Fair is this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Friday at 6, Saturday at noon and 6, and Sunday at 1. Um, I get to be on the microphone with Bert, and yeah. we're going to have fun out there. And then all the full poll games are going to be out there. So please, please jump on there with that. Um, that's in Raleigh. 
And then we're going to be in Lufkin, Texas with the Outlaws the following weekend. And then Diesels and Dark Corners, November 3rd and 4th. And then Madera, California, November 10th and 11th. And then did anybody... So, Charles, when did you bring back Sidetracked? A couple weeks ago? Uh, it was uh, four weeks ago, but we missed one because of a travel day. Um, but we did revive it uh, for Thursday. What night are you guys um, going to try to do that consistently and what time? So we can Thursday night's 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 okay. Central. You can find that on the Sidetracked channel. I think it's on Roos's personal page, and I saw Cody's personal page. Yeah, well. that's where we're at for now. Um, and it, uh, the uh, the audio version goes to wherever you get your podcasts. You, you okay. name it, it's it's there. Cool. I love. We need more people doing more shows because it's fun to talk about it um, and do that stuff. I I really want to stick with an interview format with Let's Grow Pulling. I want to have big name pullers promoters on not i shouldn't say big names that's not fair i want to have polling promoters and pullers on to tell their story and do different things like that again riley anderson stopped by earlier um i caught the first part of um uh chase's new podcast uh no practice podcast with kester and sloth that was right. funny as hell seeing those three mini rod pullers was, get together they it was it was amusing i watched it yeah yeah they, they got rick in there as well and that's the no practice podcast i don't know if that's going to be weekly Bi-weekly, uh, it sounded like. Bi-weekly, yeah. bi okay. But hopefully, if, if you guys didn't catch that, go back and watch that. What's nice about these, we're calling them pot. Charles, I came from the Pulling Radio Network days with you back in the early days. Yeah, we, we're, we're all G's on this deal. <laughs> those were legit podcasts. They were just audio. So it's yeah. like, it's weird calling this a podcast, but that's typically what it is because Joe Rogan's got video now, and I will never be a Joe Rogan show. Any of us, but uh, I think we're knocking on his door. <laughs> I think we're right there. Get him my, on the show sometime. Is, my point is, we do the live shows like this, and then we download the audio, and then we we put it on iTunes and Spotify for Let's Grow Pulling. But it's fun for people to listen to this and watch it. But you can go back and you can watch Chase and Adam and, and Tyler Slaw uh, they, with their No Practice podcast, and they did a little homework ahead of time. It was yeah, they fun. Did. Um, they did. It's what sucks about this is I feel like, and I kind of saw this tonight, you almost have to pick a side. Any good talk show host, right? If you listen to a sports radio or anything, at the beginning of the show, you either have to be a Packers fan or a Lions fan or whatever. You got to pick a side. And then they take the calls. They get everybody to beat up on each other. And that's that's never really really where I wanted to be. I just want to put a bigger spotlight on the truck and tractor pulling world, right? Share these stories. Hopefully get more fans in the stands, right? And then get more sponsorship so we can give the pullers more money. But man, seeing this, seeing the comments tonight on the on the pull town thing, you almost had to pick a side tonight. I Charles, I wasn't ready for that. But and you're like my sidetrack side formula since day one is like uh Stephen A. Smith until we match his paycheck. So <laughs> Jason, it's interesting you talk about it having sides because I went to bowling green. Five years ago, it's getting, I need to get back again. It's been too long. But when I was telling some people that I was going to go and people that had been there, they actually brought up the concept of, well, which side are you going to sit on? That's not pun intended. They literally, are you sitting on the north side? Are you sitting right. on the south side? And I was like, well, I'm going to a big pool. And they said, no, two very different experiences, two very oh, yeah. different crowds of people. Yep. You know, if you're, just getting drunk and watching the pool or you're just drinking beer and watching the pool stay on the south side but if you are really 
you know, (laughs) go to the north side. And it's so they're really that it's it is a party. It is a tractor pull. It is both. But I mean, I think we saw tonight there are people are experiencing it in in their own ways. But I mean, the, the, the two sides of the track kind of identify that way no no i'm getting i'm getting facebook messages to my personal facebook that people are like pissed that we we made fun of them for drinking too much and i'm just like no we're we don't want anybody to die mm-hmm. um that's really yeah, i mean well, I think you, if you drink too much bad. you're a fucktard and really the sport doesn't need you as a fan and, so. and i i did Go not through. exaggerate or lie the things i well that's that's one of my best and worst traits is what's I that don't that you don't exaggerate or lie I don't exaggerate or lie. I just tell what happened. And most of the time it's stuff you wouldn't believe. I mean, uh, Dion Bliss sells t-shirts on the North side out of the SCS booth. He's got a little corner of it and he sells North side t-shirts and, uh, and, you know, and it's, it's beads on the shirt and a flamingo and a a stein of beer. And every year it's a little different artwork and different color. But I mean, there's more North side of t-shirts walking around after the first day or two than you could dream of. But I mean, it's and Facebook pages, you know, people of the North Side. I mean, that's the name of the pages. I mean, they celebrate where they sit. You're right, Mike. But it's, uh, but you know, it, it's, you're just, you're not going to not have fun. You know, I was a, a South Side guy, but in a 12 by 12 by 12, I was a South Side guy. It's like the Bloods and the Crips. <laughs> it was like a Chicago rivalry, but, but like in a 12 by 12 by 12 cooler, like, if you get crafty, you can fit like 21 beers in that thing. And then there's a break between session four and session five to go back to the car and load it up again. I mean, like, yeah, but, but how, 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 long, how long does the north side thing on social media become an echo chamber of dipshittery? <laughs> that's awesome. I like I like the dipshittery term. I, Ser- I mean, seriously, awesome. like, you just can they, I, they just, I, just bounce off each that, other. Can I use they, that in my private life? That's you may, you right and I give that to you. I give that to you. But how many wow. times do they beat that off each other? And I meant that as the Freudian slip that it became. Uh. <laughs> the, like, come on, seriously. Like that that's a persona. That's that's your whole life wrapped up. That's that's a thing. For the like, week of bowling games. I just don't get it. Button. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, it's for the week of bowling green, that is their life. And that's fine. I mean, but damn, that's all I got to say. Yeah. Is every but I feel like every big every big event is a party. Like college football, tailgates. You know, there's this Alicia. Frank well, I can, I can so I can say the same about college football. The same right. Uncle Chamber of dipshittery. No, I know, I know, and that's. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, how many polls can we say, Charles, Larry, Mike, and anybody watching, where this is a legitimate? This would be the only poll big enough, right? That there's that much um, dipshittery. Is that what you want to call well, it? But, but mean, should that be the one that should that be the one where it becomes a thing because it is the biggest? This is where we are on the radar. Well, like, see, I, mean, I live you know, like, eight miles eight miles from Raceway Park, and the national drags when I was in high school, forty some odd years ago, was this way. I mean, uh, and some of the guys from high school that were too young to drink would go over there, of course, and they'd actually the Hendricks County Sheriff Department, which were in Hendricks County, would actually take school buses, and long before it was a thing to use zip ties instead of a pair of handcuffs they would zip tie them load them in the school bus and haul them to haul them to the lockup for the night let them sober up but 
they've cleaned it up at Raceway Park. I mean, yeah, there's still partying going on, but I'm talking the parking lot across Raceway Road. Uh, yeah, the, so the fence is across the road. It's off the yeah. racetrack property. Right. Just like the campground is not on the fairgrounds property, which uh, Northwest Ohio Tractor Pullers release uh, Wood County Fairgrounds to put on the event. Now, all the big bleachers and, and all the improvements that's been done over the years, uh, Northwest Ohio Tractor Pullers has done or funded, but uh, the Wood County Fairgrounds, and I don't blame them, don't want that on there. And and all it is is they're trying to control 2,100 spots times three or four people. Uh, and they're not all drunks and disorderly. I'm not saying that. And I maybe shouldn't have singled out to Canadians, even though they come to light every morning at 8 o'clock. But the bottom line is, I mean, they've got boats with drivetrains under them. And, I mean, there was one time there was a pontoon boat that had an S10 chassis under it. And they were playing the song, you know, on the pond, and they're driving around. And that pontoon boat wasn't narrow and small, but it was a motorized vehicle. But I mean, uh, well, I think that's the, the trailer thing. Was the, the campground party not? You need to put your about. beer down because you're really not listening to what I'm saying. Exactly. I think you're really not listening at all. So we're telling. Don't give a shit. We're done with that comment. No, we're telling we're, we're telling one or two crazy over the top stories, and then everybody's oh. taking offense to it. Well, that, right? no, 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 that that's proven my point. I mean, in any large group gathering of humans, there's always going to be two or three idiots that either cause new rules to be written or spoil it for the majority of people that go to enjoy that event. Whether it's tailgating at the Colts up here next to Lucas Oil Stadium downtown Indianapolis <laughs> or whatever it is. But there's got to be some rules, regulations, and order, or it becomes chaos. And that's all they're doing. Uh, I think they're, seriously, and I think they're doing great to try to even stop it or control it. And protecting the trickle-down effect for the sport of truck and tractor pulling as a whole. You know, because I think this is this is the crown jewel event. So oh, if something, no God forbid, if something terrible happened here, you know, it might mean... Well, now if I go to Sac City, Iowa or Troy, Missouri, I don't get to walk the pits anymore, you know, so it, you never know. So they're just I think they're heavy is the head that wears the crown, you know, and they've got responsibility to the whole to the whole sport of truck and tractor pulling. Well, there's, a lot of there's, a, there's a lot of feelings and I, I want to get away from it. But I think at the end of the day, two things I took out of this tonight and you guys can uh, with this. They're not going to allow the, tra the trailers anymore. Right. That that was the main thing. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And then number two, um, if you if you're just coming for Friday night or Saturday night, you don't get to go into the campgrounds anymore. You have to come. You have to be a five. You have to buy a season pass to get into the campgrounds. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's really that's really people. We're not making. We like to have fun. We like to make jokes. Everybody relax. OK, please. Um, but it. Yeah, I, I don't know. This is this is way more than I thought I was going to get into on a Monday and, night. <laughs> and here's something nobody's thought of or suggested. I'm not sure if you come in after the first session or two and you want to buy they basically a weekend pass, which is an armband, for the remainder of the se sessions. I think it costs full price, but I honestly have no working knowledge. What is, a, uh, what is it? It may be prorated. You know, we've only got four sessions left. Here's what it costs. Uh, but I, I don't know. And that would be another question for Dave. But the bottom line is they're really trying to do good things here, not bad things. Yep. So, 
All right, enough Bowling Green chatter. <laughs> Charles, where were you last weekend? You were semi-truck drag racing somewhere. Yes, I was. I was at uh, Kinley Motorsports Park in Thompson, Ohio. Um, they have really remade that facility. Um, it was a quarter-mile drag strip for a long, long, long time. And they found the space. Uh, it's kind of it, it's geographical um, that they were able to take advantage of local topography. Their, their shutdown out of the backside of the quarter-mile track was scraper created terrain to keep it flat it, it was really high and when you made the turnout you dropped down into local topography so they uh they took that and uh made a spot for return road where we could have an eighth mile drag strip that was uphill uh 330 feet flat then 330 uphill to the 660 for some lifestyle racing and then off the back end of the property they could add in uh two tracks for sled pulling and mother nature really kicked us in the ass um, for Saturday night and, and the sled pulls didn't come off. And I feel so bad for them um, as a company, as a family that are really contributing to Northeast Ohio motorsports promotion. And they just couldn't, couldn't pull it off against mother nature to make it happen. They invited OSTPA in for a non-points event and, um, I walked the pits before the sled pulls were supposed to start and you would have seen four or five light limited pro combo class tractors. Uh, uh, Jeremy Smith was on the property with both of his big pros. Combust uh, were, uh, com uh, spontaneous combustion. Yes. Both of them were there um, out of the trailer and on the property. Uh, there were, I don't know, six or seven diesel pickups, and you would have had like 10 to 12 semis. Um, one of the Maximus Prime trucks, all of Gene Dunn's trucks, like it would have been a legit semi pull, and Mother Nature just didn't cooperate. And as, as the evening progressed, actually, I, I was cold, tired, and bailed before the sled pulling started and it wound up being the right choice. I went back to the hotel and uh, my window got bombarded with hail that actually hit the track as well. Um, it just it didn't work out for sled pulling. But uh, uh, come back Saturday, uh, we did some more uphill style semi racing uh, with guys from is 13 hours out into Quebec and 13 hours deep into Texas huh. racing and had a good time. Uh, set, Sunday was colder and windier, but no rain and enjoyed all of it. Although that I'm still cold, still can't get the cold out of my feet, hands and my ears. But Once it gets there, Charles, it stays. So it stays. I'm ready. Uh, what's coming up on your docket next couple weeks? I'm done. And I'll be honest, I'm ready to be done. I've been on the road for 15, the last 15 months, or 15 months, <laughs> five months since uh, <laughs> since April 15th. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to be done. I'm going to stay home this next weekend. I did look around and try to see, like, what can I go do? And yeah, you can never you can never scratch that itch enough, but it was it was still fun. I said, I, I, I got to stay home. I, I've had enough. Good deal. 
good deal. Mike, did you go anywhere this past weekend? Or were you, I saw your deer hunting looked like on Facebook. No, we were still, I was still chasing those pesky Sasquatches at the North 40 pumpkin patch. You know, I work, <laughs> I work as the tour guide at the pumpkin patch, but we had our, we're, we're, we're done with the hayride. We're done with the big show of the pumpkin patch. We had our business meeting and we said, you know, what do we think about doing in the future? And I actually pitched the idea. We've got a huge property out here. And I pitched the idea. I said, what if we did a, a farm stock out of field, run what you brung, tractor pull on one of the afternoons while all the girls or wives are off getting their pumpkins and coffee and all the farmers brought their local equipment. You weighed in at five, seven, nine or seven, nine, 12, 18,000 pounds, whatever, turn the fuel all the way up and cut them loose. And they were incredibly receptive to the idea. They were like, dude, they would, they would come out of the woodwork. So if you're looking for what could potentially be the most grassroots pulling in October in Northern Missouri, I don't know. You never know what might pop up in 2024. The they have to be all, they have to all be Alice Chalmers to match the pumpkin pull, team. Pulling, pulling at the patch, you know, we might have pulling to have something. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, we'll see. I mean, you know, it sounds fun on paper, but yep. I imagine putting on one of those tractor pulls might be a little bit more challenging than, than, ranking your pro stocks so there you go any <laughs> any any upcoming events that you're excited about or going to or you want to uh, I, can, I cannot do I've, I've never been in the state of texas i want to go to the state of texas i want to go down to lufkin um we're we're in the heart of teaching season right now the heart of junior high basketball season right now so i i doubt that but i will say and this is not me you know trying to toot anyone's horn outlawpulling.tv i cannot wait to watch that in two weeks uh, the way you can live stream pulls these days when you can't, you know, get all the way down to Texas or out to North Carolina, it's awesome. It is, it is absolutely awesome. So Lufkin's going to be, Lufkin's going to be great. And then uh, Diesel's and Dark Corners is also another one that I want to go to. Uh, but they're a long ways from Missouri. Yep, they are. Well, we, I was going to plug out while pulling TV and beer money pulling TV. Don't worry, Mike. So I thank you for it, doing that. It's, it's, and that's, this is not, you know, me just hanging out with my pals or whatever. It is, it is the only streaming platform I could cancel Disney Plus or, or Pandora or whatever, all the rest of them. Outlawpulling.tv is the only one I'm actually satisfied with at the moment. Wow. <laughs> Disney Plus. That's pretty awesome. You must not like football as much as everybody else. <laughs> Chris Kilbarger, very nice man. I met him at the Enderly this year. He says, one more pull for me. He's watching on YouTube tonight. Fairfield County Fairgrounds in Lancaster, Ohio, Wednesday, October 11th at 7 p.m. So, Lancaster. That's Amish country, isn't it, Larry? Yes, it is. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Larry, where were you last weekend? You got anything coming up polling-wise? No, I'm technically done too, but uh, I, if I get fuel money and half a hotel, I'll go to Texas. <laughs> half a hotel? <laughs> yeah, half a motel, you know. I just yeah. need the half with the bed and the shower. I'll I'll do I'll be okay with the rest of it. I love it. I love it. But no, um, I'm actually I'm actually done too. In a in a couple ways, I'm done and uh, some announcement coming up in November for me that I'm excited about and looking forward to. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to be. Larry's getting a new, Larry's getting a new job, and he won't tell us. I, you're up to something, Rich Wayne. 
2024 is going to be a lot better year than I thought it was going to be two weeks ago for Larry. Let's put it that way. That's awesome. Are you, is it going to be uh, like on the Goodyear blimp or how's the announcement going to be made? Uh, well, I don't know. I, I told them they could announce it and then I would answer questions later. So like the police or <laughs> no, well, actually, uh, I'm no longer on the wall in the, in the post office, but oh. uh, yeah. No, uh, it's going to be like when LeBron James went to the Miami heat and they're going to have an hour and a half special on ESPN. Not one. No, it'll just be a blip. Oh, by the way, we hired Larry, but that's all it's going to be. <laughs> But we might break the internet for a couple hours on pulloff.com. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love it. The keyboard puller central. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I uh, went and played golf with my sons up at Whistling Streets, and yeah. Charles Barkley was on the premises, but I didn't get to see Sir Charles. But he was. Oh, he was man, there. that's terrible. Well, do you have a CDL? No, no, he owns a lot of trucks. You got a CDL? You could drove for him, yeah. I could have. I could have. Um, this weekend, we've been talking about the Hub City truck drags, diesel truck drags. Riley Anderson was here, uh, uh, you know, in at the office here 15, 20 minutes ago. He said, we're going to come back and do another live, him and I, just Wednesday night. But this is a great event for you. And they have stock classes. They have ATV classes, all kinds of stuff going on. Um, but it's kind of a it's kind of a UCC type of a feel, right, Charles? Is that a nice way to say it for the diesel truck world? Yeah, in a, in a way it does. Yes, absolutely. There's certainly the interest in, in there from a, a lot of guys. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. And he's in so – it's, it's HubCityDirtDrags.com. Um, we'll get another going. I'm heading out to Raleigh, North Carolina, for the North Carolina State Fair. I'll be out there with full pull and then on the microphone with Bert. Um, I got announced with him at Lumberton, North Carolina, uh, about a month ago now. And that's this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So one session on Friday, two sessions on Saturday, and then one session on Sunday. And I've been told it is the it is a hoot. It's the biggest oh, it is. In North I've, Carolina. So. I've been there many times, and it's it's a big deal. It's really a big deal. So you should fit right in, Jason. For those of you that want to play along, we're going to uh, full pull is going to get some games up. So make sure you check your full pull app. The following week, October twentieth, twenty first, going to be in Lufkin, Texas. Uh, Mike touched on that. We're going to be outlawpulling.tv. That's Dragon and Pulling in the Pines. They have big semi-truck show and semi-drag races during the day. And then Outlaw Truck and Tractor Pulling at night. Three um, Outlaw Points Championships will be de will be defined, decided that weekend. And um, it's also, it's a veterans um, fundraiser for Mission 22, for veterans. 22 veterans kill themselves every day in our country after fighting and giving us the freedom. And that's so cool that they give money back to them. Yeah. Actually, one of the promoters of this poll, like, like was was this far from killing himself? I think the gun didn't go off. I think is a story. I'm gonna try to get him on the show, and he kind of after is that is that Mission 22 deal? Yes. Yep. Yes, that's the story. Uh, in the uh, the semi that uh, one of the semis that was racing this weekend is Jeff Byron, and his is the Mission 22 semi. And uh, I, I'm gonna paraphrase the story, but we need to get his actual story. Um, then if it's the same guy, he decided that it was over, he was done. Yep, had the gun cocked, ready to rock, and a tornado leveled his residence. Wow, and he walked out and said, All right, God, well, you want me to do a conversation yep. because obviously yeah. it's not my time. Ugh. 
And this is wow. what came out of it. I, I'm down for that conversation every day of the week. Right. It's a huge event down in Texas. And the outlaws have been part of it with the polling side of it, Charles. And then yeah. uh, the last couple of years. Yes. So uh, Chandler and McKenzie went down last year uh, with the team and shot for outlaw pulling TV. We took our merchandise trailer down there and stuff like that. And I'm going down with them this year. And Ron will be announcing. I'm really looking forward to it. And I really want to uh, really want to get the word out there, you know, for that event to promote that. And we're going to try to, I think Ron's working on getting him on Outlawed live tomorrow night, uh, Charles, the promoter. So I'll let you know for sure. And I'll get that pushed out there for everybody. Yeah, so absolutely. You you will not want to miss that. It's, you know, it's a powerful story and uh, well told. Um, the November 3rd and 4th, Diesels and Dark Corners, big, big event. It's kind of a perfect timing. I feel like a lot of us in the Midwest, we've had a, six weeks off. And we're kind of ready to go itching again. A lot of diesel trucks head south down the Diesels and Dark Corners. Um, we've been part of that event now for a couple of years promoting it. It's been a lot of fun promoting it, like I say, on social media, not the promoters, you know, just trying to give it a bigger spotlight. And then for this, is the first year we're doing a live streaming it on beermoneypolling.tv. So excited to take the team down there. And the following week, heading out to Madera, California, MLM Motorsports. We work with them, Brian Massetti and his family. Uh, they put on a lot of truck and tractor pulls in California. And they have their Enderly pull-off. I'm going to use that just for simplicity's sake. For everybody knows that, that's the NTPA all-star pull. Uh, Brian does this with MLM Motorsports at the Madera Speedway. So it's actually a NASCAR track where junior NASCAR kids race. And then they have their pull track inside there. And it's for, he calls it the Golden State Invitational. And he invites pullers that supported the MLM Motorsports point seasons. He brings in the top 10 or whatever he can for his classes and puts on a heck of a good show there. And then I, again, another shout out to uh, Charles and the gang for the sidetrack podcast, bringing that back out Thursday nights, 8:30 Eastern. Um, for now, you can find them on Facebook. Charles is probably working on more stuff as well. And then I want to, uh, that no practice podcast with, uh, with Chase and Bruce Slaw or Bruce, I'm sorry, Tyler, and then Adam Kester. That's going to be a lot of fun. I know they're going to bring some guests on. And um, I'm just, it's fun to see more people doing the podcast like this. Any of you are thinking about doing it, get a hold of me. I'll tell you what to do. It's not hard. Um, I know Shane Hunt's starting to do some stuff, starting to see more people do it. It's a great way to, uh, to you know, give the pullers a bigger spotlight. And ultimately, that's what we deserve. And then, um, yeah, that's really all I had tonight. Um, pullers, I read some comments. Social media has been good and bad, right? For pulling, it's been a, a freeway, if you will, to give a bigger spotlight to the sport. But then people start reading the comments, and everybody gets butt hurt and mm -hmm. feelings and stuff like that. Um, go find, go find something day. good. Po go find something good and post that. Yeah, do that. Do us all. The, yeah, I don't read the comments a lot because um, I don't know. I I love people's having an opinion, but I don't. I just want to get my my point out, what I'm trying to say, and then let everybody. Do, that's what I love about living in America. We're supposed to have freedom of speech, right? But yeah, polar, it seems to be it seems to be more than all whenever when it comes to motorsports, freedom of the negative. Yeah, Say something does. good. There you go. Yeah, that's that seems to be correct. Freedom of the negative. All the time we hear people say polars don't get paid enough money for what they do. Um, they don't, okay? They don't. I, I just bought a diesel super stock, they're very, very expensive, right? No, but that, that was of your own your own free will, though, right, Jason? I did, yeah. Nobody made me do okay, that. Okay, okay, okay. Um, free will. Yeah. It's been we'll a dream of mine my whole life, but I didn't buy that to go try to win $1,500, right? Everybody understands that. Now, 
do we deserve to go out for a chance to win 10,000 every poll? Like a, like a Wagler deal or a Matt trailer winter nationals, Charles, what are some of the other bigger payout polls? Uh, um, the Polish championship. championship that we should probably be talking about really yeah. soon. We are. Uh, I'm just having a little fun with that. But here's the deal. I read comments by pollers on social media, and they say, why haven't the payouts gone up since the 80s? And I immediately go back to, why haven't you gone out to get more sponsors and take them to the NTPA or the Outlaws or the Pro Polling League and things like that? I feel like we build our trucks, we build our tractors, and then we just kind of go pull them. And for those of you that really, really want to do that, then there are some pullers that are doing that. But for the people that neg- – I just – I don't like that comment, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I don't like that comment. Um, I know how much it costs to run run an association in the summer. There's a lot of moving parts, guys, a lot of salaries, a lot of, a lot of gas, a lot of RVs, a lot of fuel, all that stuff. When you go to Bowling Green, the NTPA goes to Bowling Green and says, it's going to cost you X to have this show. Right, Larry? How much, sure. what's it cost? Is it a quarter million? 200,000 for a, for a five session grand national, super national? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the purse is higher there than anywhere else. I, I can probably <laughs> access the number, but I wouldn't tell you, but it's, it's phenomenal. And then they, they catch heck because while well, they raise ticket price or whatever, you know, but I mean, who buys a million dollar grandstand for a fairgrounds they only lease? Uh, but you know, because they're gonna buy liability against all you drunk bastards back in the campground. Oh, here sorry. we go. Sorry oh, to go back Carl. there. Sorry to go back there. Oh, do you, do you hear my dogs barking outside? Linda's dogs. I gotta go now. Bye. Oh, man. Sorry. Sorry no, to go there. Hey, correct, what do I do but, for a living? I sell insurance. But, uh, hey. hey, Bowling Green's not getting the Northwest Ohio Tractor Pours is not getting rich by promoting that event. They're promoting uh, the community. Uh, the community benefits from that that event, not just the Kroger's and the beer stores, but I mean, uh, it's definitely a community effort. But it's same thing at Toma, same thing at Chapel Hill, same same thing at, at Pine Tops, North Carolina. It doesn't matter what level it is. It's either something to do with a fire department or a charity or Chapel Hill's the Lions Club and the, and all their improvements they've done to the school system that they use the school property. I mean. Nobody understands that what they do profit, if they profit, is dumped right back into community. The hills, the Hillsboro, Wisconsin. I mean, all those things that you don't do overnight. And nobody just comes in and say, "Hey, we're going to build a million-dollar grandstand. Maybe you can fill it. Maybe you can't." Well, where I was trying to go with this, and this is all this is all good chatter, is that the association sets the price that they charge the promoter. The promoter then says, "Okay, I want these five or six classes." And then, okay, your bill is going to be $40,000 for one night. Okay. So then they take that $40,000, put them on what, five, let's just say five classes. So let's say the purse is eight grand, which is still big. Okay. Um, I'm not, I want bigger purses in pulling. This isn't me saying I don't want a bigger purse in pulling. Because when I say let's grow pulling, I've been wanting to put a spotlight on this thing for years. And I feel like we put a bigger spotlight on it. But now the spotlight needs to do something different. How do we get more sponsors into our sport to put more money back in so then that there are there is more money to do bonuses, you know, like what Lucas Oil did. Lucas Oil put extra money on top of that. They the promoters were charged one fee. Okay. So for the modified class, again, I'm gonna make up numbers because I don't know exactly, but this is how it was always told to me. Let's say the modified class for Lucas Oil paid out 20 grand, let's just say. But they only charge a promoter 10. So Lucas Oil was subsidizing that other 10 grand. 
How can we find more sponsors like that to give pullers the bigger payouts than let the promoter still have a chance to put on an event? Because, Charles, if I said to you, what's the average outdoor attendance of a national pull across the country? Would you say 5,000? Yeah, that'd be a fair number. Okay. So 5,000 at 20 bucks a piece, Charles? I don't even think it's 20 bucks. I think most of them are crossing the gate. Um, well, with parking, maybe it's 20, but the, the parking gate doesn't go into the purse. Right. So that's my 15. point. More I'm going to get So for one night, 5,000, you have $75,000, right? That sounds like a lot of money. It does, doesn't it, guys? 75 grand? It's, it's not. not. It's not. And that's really, when I see that comment, I... I want you to go out and help, 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 help your association. If you do anything this winter, pullers, if you do one thing this winter, and I'm going to do it, I'm trying to help um, associations get sponsorships. And I'm looking for sponsorships for me too. I'm not going to lie. But listen, um, go help your association get more sponsors. Because we had a meeting today for Beer Money Pulling Team. How do we get more sponsors? And we all came, it all came back to, we had the big work, you know, the whiteboard out. We were talking and pointing stuff and Doug and Hope and I, it all came down to, you need to know somebody who works somewhere. Larry, if you looked at some of the biggest sponsors that Fuller's have got over the years, they knew somebody, they either own that company, right? Like Mike Connie right. owns Mac trailer, right. right? Duh. Or they know somebody at a company that was like, wow, I love this. And here's 50 grand or, or whatever. That's they got to learn. They got to. They want a certain exposure. They need yep. to know their demographics. They need to know the exposure they get through truck and tractor pulling and our demographics, yep. and our two point five children in a cooler that won't be acceptable to go through the gate at Bowling Green. I mean, the bottom line is, or the Indy five hundred, same size limit, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> the uh, uh, that the, you know in advertising today, I mean, they want to spend a dollar and get a dollar and a half or more value out of that dollar and and that's all and it's all relative i mean and god knows the motorsport industry uh just like the angelie pull-off i mean it's a result of a company that people were buying parts from that wanted to give back and they've got to understand that we do have the exposure uh to their demographic and with live streaming to me uh the events and stuff to me that is our avenue because i know for a fact rfd tv and part of the reason they've got Case IH and stuff like that is because they have a weekly exposure on a television show. <coughs> and live, live streaming, I think it's accelerating in popularity, of course. We all talk about it, how we're going to go watch it. And uh, there needs to be sponsors just for live stream, maybe. And that will be dollars in the bank. So I, that's my personal opinion. Yeah, I just, if I want to get more, I just want to get more. I want to get pullers going out there, getting more sponsors for their associations. That's what that's what I would ask them to do. You want more money? Get out, and knock on doors, just like Girl Scouts selling cookies and cookies. They don't sell themselves. Yeah, I mean that's tractor pulling fans watching on YouTube. But I, <clears throat> I the negativity. I I have bad days too. I'm in a bad mood someday. But at the end of the day, I I want to go out. I want to grow the sport, and I want to bring more more people to it. And I want to. I want a sponsor to be proud of what they're doing for the sport. And I want them to make money, not, not for charity. I want them to, if they put a dollar into Larry's point, I want them to get $1.50 back. So, yeah. So maybe the beer company, but we lost all the tobacco stuff, Larry, right? Because that, of that rule. That, that, that was a big one. Yeah. 
that was a big one. The whole between Redman series and Copenhagen's goal, and I mean that they that was the perfect demo. We were the perfect demographics for that product. But when they got Quietus, we got you know we got pulled. And I I, I understand. But so we what's stopping us, what's stopping us from the 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 beer money? I I don't know. We don't we don't have any transsexuals that I know of that participate in the sport. We should be fine. We have the Bud, we have the Budweiser Dairyland Supernationals. That's correct. That's, um, but that's correct. a local that's a local one. Charles, I've tried to go after Bud Light and stuff like that with our reach, and um, I don't know. I don't know. I just I don't think I know what I'm doing, Charles. To be honest, but I don't. Would you want to sponsor a team when you get sponsored a, so, a full association? I mean. I would say well, so no, you just you just said a really important point, and I don't want this this show to go on for the next 14 hours, but you just hit on a very important point. Why am I buying a sponsorship with you as a puller when I can buy your series for the same 50 cents on the dollar versus what you're asking and get it? And that has been a thing. And that has been a thing across all motorsports in all racing teams. Um, you don't see you don't see a NASCAR team sponsored by a singular sponsor for all their series any longer. It hasn't Not been anymore. since roughly two thousand eight. Yep. That doesn't happen. Yep. NHRA, same deal. It's multi partner. Like I don't want I don't wanna drag this show out, but you just hit on something. What's what's the alternative on a panel? The alter- what's They're the alternative? Not. That's the question. Right now, it's the nature of beast. You're paying so much per square inch of advertising on the side of that car. I mean, that's what it is. Um, I've talked to the NASCAR people, and they have that they have that, re- that network thing, Charles, they call it. I forget what it's a couple years ago now. They can show an advertiser how many promotions, how many times that logo seen by the times that make car goes around the track with the amount of faces that are tuned into that to that race charles yeah and that's how they get those crazy numbers you can maximize it it is possible to do it and and run a run a pulling team um really not out of pocket and 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 have it sponsored it can be done but uh again this is not we're way past time commitment to have this conversation but it's going to require a massive commitment on your part to promote and do the do the show-ups to uh events do the show-ups to where your uh sponsors manufacturing facilities are and do talk talks and and walkthroughs of what the the machine is and all that stuff you're going to have to be free to do that and um, th- there are guys who are doing that in this sport. I mean, the, the Kester team is a prime example of yes. all the different events they attend yep. and do displays. Yes. And not just at O'Reilly stores, but at the FFA convention, at the truck show. The I mean, you're absolutely uh, right. Kester's one of them. They've worked the system as well or better than anybody and actually maximized the dollar that Pennzoil or Shell or whoever has got out of it. Uh, they they do work hard at it. Yep, Kester's one of the Kester's one of the two names in my head right. for guys who are doing this not out of pocket because of the engagement that they provide. Right. Right. I agree, but it's it's tough. I mean, it's a full time. Well, yeah. So 
I'm with Charles. It's been a long show, but I just don't complain. Just go out and help. I mean, if you really want to, if you really want to get paid more, go help your association get more sponsors, or get your class. Go out. If you want no bigger payouts for the pro stock, go get yourself a national sponsor to promote that and take that to your polling association. I'm not. They're not going to say no. They're not going to say. And no. we're. We're seeing that more and more all the time. You know, here's a pro stock class sponsored by, you know, and we're seeing that a lot more than we ever did in the last couple of years. That was that was the single biggest wake up call when I did a little bit of announcing this summer as I was prepping. I just kind of thought, you know, you're talking tractors, you're talking what you see. And then they kind of hand me this playbook and it was it was the sponsors and being aware of that. Right. And then as I understood what was happening, I was like, this is this is excellent. But, yeah, it's it's becoming a major thing. It's something that you've got. I mean, you have sanctioned body sponsors and then you have class sponsors mm -hmm. and I hate air quotes, but I mean, that's becoming more prevalent no matter where you go at any level. So, yeah, but there's no one answer. It's just going to take a lot of effort continually to try yeah. to acquire and maintain those people. So this show was never meant to be controversial tonight by bringing Dave Schultz on. It was requested by many of you that wanted to hear from the big guy himself about why the changes were at Bowling Green. Um, I think all we're saying is don't get, don't get, don't die. That's really what we're trying to say. We don't want anybody to die. And, don't, um, don't be stupid. Yeah. Don't be stupid and die. <laughs> and, um, the people that are mad about the Canadians, Larry heard a story about you guys trying to cook one of your own people. <laughs> on the table. And, um, and it was it was from the fire department, okay? It wasn't just you a guys, random story. So you're, you're not. Goes, hey, hey, did you hear the story about that? No, it was from the fire department that picked the picnic table up and I'm, got him off the fire. No, and I'm, I'm, calling, I'm, I'm, I'm calling bullshit because all the Canadians that I know have an excellent sense of humor and would have laughed at that and not been yeah. offended. So I'm really calling bullshit on that whole one, that whole deal. Yeah. Because yeah, Canadians they have a good time and they would have laughed. Oh, yeah. So like part you, of me, you're not a real Canadian if you are offended by that. Part of me, these stories yeah. is I've Just I've done half this stuff that we're talking about tonight. I'm glad I'm still here. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just we need to talk. We need to talk about these things as the sport grows, as it gets this bigger spotlight. Right? It's going to get more eyeballs. It's going to have more. You got to have to pick mm -hmm. a side. That's why I could never be a tech official, Larry. You have way thicker skin. Everybody thinks you're a peckerhead, but you just have thick skin. You've seen it all, and um, you've heard it all. One of the ones I've gone on that trailer after a session and looked in the mirror and said, why do you take this? You don't have to be talked to that way. And then I think, well, I'm trying to do a job and keep people safe, and I love the sport and the people in it and, and the Canadian fans as well. But I, I'm like you, Charles. If they were truly Canadians, they'd say, "Yeah, well, we do party a little bit, eh?" But then, so does everybody else. Exactly. I mean, you know, they, they have a good time. I, I love. It. I spent the entire weekend with a bunch of French Canadians, which everybody thinks thinks are arrogant assholes. You are so wrong. Oh, I know. They, we had the best time. And I couldn't understand what half of what they said. Doesn't matter. We had a ball, and I loved every second of it. And I will go back and study French again, so they can, so I can uh, know what they were saying about me. But it's all good. Like we, it was fun. Canadian Canadians aren't fun to be around. Bullshit. They're a blast. They're an absolute <laughs> yeah, blast. They're awesome. Uh, 
the best the best interview I ever saw related to truck and tractor pulling on YouTube was uh was given by a Canadian. It was a guy it was around this time last year or a couple of years ago. He he drove the farm stock two one eighty. And, he put uh, it in third gear. He put yeah, it. In third gear. Put her right in the trailer with the girls. <laughs> that was that's that was the favorite thing I'd seen. I watched that on. What's Luke his for, name, guys? Um, Dan. It's Dan something, isn't it? We nicknamed him Dan the Canadian. Well, the few years that we but, went to Saint Saint and did the exposition show up there, NTPA did. I had a blast, and the, yeah. the joke was, yeah. Larry, don't know what we're saying, but Larry will say, we? No shit. You know, I mean, that's just, <laughs> but yeah, you know, and, and, and Luke that promotes that event, every so often he'll text me or say something on Facebook, comment, and he'll go, we? And I'll answer, yeah, no shit, yeah, but you know, yeah, it, it, I have a lot of fun when I go up there. So, so the, um, the Facebook, the email, if you guys want to get, seriously, you Bowling Green fans, thank you for coming on tonight. Please, it was great. We're going to have Dave back on again. He was gracious with his time. And it's saying, that's his email right there, dschultz at fulltown.com. Send him an email, okay? And then I'm going to play I'm going to play Dan Taylor's 370-foot winning yeah, pass please. for y'all here tonight. So um, this was fun. This was enjoyable. I love all of you. No homo. No homo. Just need to do this quick. Put this up here. We'll play our video. And we're going to have a call tonight. Whenever you're tired of me, guys, you can excuse me off the program on a <laughs> weekly basis. But I have to admit, I, I, I enjoy staying up past my bedtime to be with you guys. I have fun. <laughs> is that a silver bullet with a cap? No, this one is on diesel. So we're here yeah. with someone from Centerville. Tell everybody your name. My name's Dan Taylor, and I'm here with the prettiest girl I've ever met in my life. <laughs> okay. Apparently she runs the Ageless Magazine, and everybody should buy it. Oh, yes. There we go. So, I wanted to ask you about your tractor. Tell me about your tractor. Well, I bought her in Indiana here two winters ago, and I uh, wanted to try to pull with it, so I bought it. So, you bought it in Indiana? Yeah. What, what is it, though? What's the age? What's the... The 2180 white, back about 1978. Dale Precise called her home for me. Best truck company we've ever had around the county right there. <laughs> and so, what have you done to it? Oh, I put the twin smokers on her like the old days. I bought her in a musical years ago. Okay. The V8 pattern, 3208 cat. Okay, I want you to talk this way, only for the fact that they probably can't hear you because there's lots of noise going on. So we're going to restart? No, no, we don't have to restart, but, but tell me. So it's a white, it's, what is it's, it? It's a white 2180 white. And you bought it what year? Uh, I bought it two winters ago. Two winters ago? From Indiana. And what age is it? It'd be about 1978. This was the first series. 1978? Series, okay. series 3 has WFE on it, Red Strike, River Strike. Okay. And 
What did you do to it after you got it? Well, before she ever got unloaded off the tractor trailer, I sent the engine operator to be on her. In terms of what you did today, what class were you in? I was in the, I was in the 18,000 pound yesterday and the 16,000 pound today. Come a little closer because it's getting a little noisier. So uh, yesterday, how did you do? I got second place. I lost the four feet. And today? I was, I was 700 pounds light because I didn't really know the weight of the tractor. And I was the first time I ever pulled her. And today. Today. Well, let's talk about today. <laughs> I put her in a 16,000 pound class. I put her into her gear. They were all 280, 291 was 310, maybe 312. And you were? I put her right at 370 feet right in the sand pond. The only mistake I made, I didn't put her right in the registration booth with the girls. <laughs> <laughs> why do you come to these? What, why, why did you want to do, do this? My whole life, farming, drinking, and I'm quite a bit younger. 